This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of the Behold podcast, everybody. This is Sean, and with me there is... Actually, there's nobody. It is just me today. My good friend Dan is on his way to a rafting trip, which sounds amazing, and he's going to need that water with this heat wave coming in. So it's just me all today, so Lord help us. (laughs) Here here we go. Um, So if you've been tracking with us on Sunday mornings, you'll know that we are in this series called Tested, and the subtitle for that is Proving Our Metal. And right now we're, we're focusing on a chunk of 2 Timothy, specifically verses 14 through 19. And, you know, Charlie spoke this uh, message at the Crossing Campus this Sunday and at the Ultima two weeks ago. And he titled this teaching, Keep Focused. And I think that's so fitting. What a concise reminder for us in our daily lives. You know, in this section of Second Timothy, Paul really urges him and gives him a lot of warnings as far as the dangers that happen when a leader in the church is not focused, right? And I know that Charlie focused a lot about, that's funny, he focused, he focused a lot on leadership within the church, but really all of these principles apply to all of us. You know, as we all seek to be good leaders in the kingdom of God and in our communities and our families, really all of these things apply to us as well. And so I think it's really fitting for us to think about beholders, you know, what is your focus like? You know, what have you been focused on recently? You know, Charlie reminded us that if you want to be a good leader, you can't get distracted. And, you know, I think that we live in the most distracting time in human history, whether it's media or social media or how busy our lifestyles are with school and extracurricular stuff and, and our work schedules and all these different things. I think it's harder than ever to not be distracted. And with that, not even just from a time perspective, but it's so easy to get distracted on these unimportant division-causing things like Paul urges Timothy. You know, I'm sure you've, you're sick of hearing it over this last year, but things like COVID-19 or mask policies or racial justice or all these different things, there's just so many things coming up that are opportunities for us to get distracted. And so often, you know, our motives start off in a healthy place. You know, we want to be involved in the community. We want to know what's going on. We want to be educated to be able to engage with people in a meaningful way. But then before we know it, that's all we're thinking about. You know, if you have an iPhone, your phone has this feature called screen time, right? Where it will break down and tell you all the different ways you're using your phone and how much time you're using on Instagram and in your email app or whatever it is. Well, what if we had a screen time app for our own mind, our own eyes, right? How many of us listening, or myself even sometimes, how many of us frequently, the time would be 80% reading the news on Facebook or CNN or Fox News or whatever, and 5% pulling truths from the Word of God, right? And that's just so dangerous. You know, Satan is so cunning in helping us to not see this. But the reality is that where we spend our time thinking and focusing on, 
that's what's going to shape the way we feel about stuff. That's going to shape our hearts, our, our attitudes, our motives. And so if we spend 80% of our time diving into things that aren't the word of God, well, then what's going to be important to us? Not the word of God, right? So such a fitting reminder to not get bogged down by the unimportant things. Paul then reminds Timothy to do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And what he's really saying is, hey, pay attention to your own life. Pay attention to your own ministry. You know, if you're going to get up there on church and try to teach others, you need to be paying attention to yourself. Are you an approved worker who has no need to be ashamed? Or are there things that are not right in your own life? And in that same way, you know, I know a lot of us listening aren't preachers or teachers, but the same thing applies, you know? I think so many of us are good at showing up on Sunday and serving in music ministry or connections team or the prayer team or whatever it is. But then sometimes our own life ministries, you know, our marriages, our, our households with our kids, our friendships, you know, what is your life really like outside of the context of Sunday mornings? Because if there's an inconsistency there, you know, if, you, if you're handling your ministry at home differently than you are on Sundays, then something is wrong here. Something has to change. There's an inconsistency with your, your attitude and your heart, right? And ultimately, I think what a lot of that comes down to, because we're talking about good leadership, right, is just a simple perspective of, am I trying to be a good leader? Whatever that looks like. You know, am I trying to be a good leader as a husband, as a father, as a mother, you know, as a friend, as a just light for Christ in my workplace? Am I trying to be a good leader or am I trying to look like I'm a good leader? And that line is so hard to distinguish sometimes you know, this is a particular danger for me and for Dan and a lot of people you hear on the podcast because, you know, we work in ministry and they're very visible jobs. And that's definitely something that Satan can so use for a lot of us to just get us in this rhythm of the Sunday grind, you know? And so we find ourselves all the time in the same place of having to evaluate, man, am I handling my marriage the same way that I handle this podcast or my teaching on Sunday morning or that set of worship or whatever it is? And just like all of you, you know, God frequently has to do a little 180 in our minds or hearts and do some work to get us back to the right place. So as you're listening to this, you know, take a few minutes this week, take a few minutes today, this morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening and just do some digging, you know, what does your life look like? And if your answer to that is, man, I don't have any kind of ministry at home or my workplace or my friendships or whatever then gosh, I mean, you've heard this before from us, but if you're not engaging in the people of God and the community of God, the way that he's designed us to do that, then you're really missing out. You know, you're missing out on a sweetness and a joy that comes from doing life alongside others in Christ that we've been talking about so much recently. And so if that's you and you need a first step, man, if you're not already, get in a small group. You know, what an easy way to engage with people on a weekly basis outside of Sundays and to be able to merge the, those sides of life and church, right? Life and ministry, life and Sundays. Small groups are such an amazing way for us to do life while we're doing ministry with people, to do life together. So we call them life groups, right? And so we've been reminded, don't get distracted with the little stuff that doesn't matter. You know, as Paul says, that only ruins the hearers. Make sure you're paying attention to your own life and ministry. What does that balance look like in your life 
compared to your church life. And then finally, Paul reminds us that when you don't do this, when you don't have this focus, there are disastrous consequences. You know, I mentioned earlier that what we think about is what shapes our hearts, right? What we're focusing on is going to, de- going to determine how we feel about stuff. Currently, I'm reading this book called Winning the War in Your Mind, and it's by Craig Rochelle. And man, it's really awesome. I'm only about halfway through, so I can't tell you how, the, how it ends. No spoilers. But in this book, Rochelle talks a lot about this idea that it all starts in your mind. You know, this, this, this battleground for your hearts and your, your perspectives, all of this really starts with where your thoughts are. And Satan is so sneaky to use our thoughts against us in such powerful ways. And so often we end up building our lives based around lies in in a variety of ways. Maybe that lie is, you know, I'm only significant in my social network if I'm posting this many things on social media. Maybe the lie is, you know, my worth and identity is based on whether or not I have the freedom to wear a mask or not. Maybe the lie is I only have worth as an individual, as a man or a woman, if people want to date me or whatever it is. We get these lies in our heads and then build entire attitudes and just states of hearts based on those lies. You know, in his book, Groeschel gives this example where he's playing this fun game with a coworker and his coworker is hiding in his closet and he catches them in the closet and he puts his foot down outside the door and he says, okay, Tom, or whatever his name is. I'm locking you in this closet because you tried to trick me. I'm locking you in here for the whole day. And he wanted to grab a chair to lock him in, but he couldn't reach one. So he just said, okay, Tom, there's a chair under the door handle. I'm locking you in now. You're stuck. You can't open the door. And then he walked away and the door was unlocked. But Tom didn't know that. You know, he believed this lie. And so for the next eight hours, Tom just sat in the closet yelling outside, let me out. Someone let me out of this closet. And the whole time he could have just let himself right out because he believed this lie. Eventually, Tom literally climbed up into the ceiling panels to escape and and exit into a different room in the building. But anyways, I, I love this example because so many of us, while this seems so silly, right, and just a funny story, we do this all the time. You know, we, we allow Satan to place these boundaries on our lives that we're unwilling to cross. And those boundaries are founded on lies. You know, with the Lord's help, we could bust right through those closet doors. And yet we don't because we're believing the lie. Groeschel says in his book, I wonder if you feel locked up or paralyzed or taken captive. And if so, have you considered that you might be trapped in a self-made prison? And he goes on to say that, no, your mind is a battlefield. And the battle for your life, the battle for your hearts and your perspective, all those things, they are always won or lost in your mind. And so it's critical that you become aware of the fight because you cannot change what you do not confront. I know that's a long-winded chunk about our minds and thoughts, but it's so important that we're aware of these things as we're talking about focus. You know, a lack of focus, which really means, you know, if you have a lack of focus on Christ, that means you're focused on something else. And if that's true, that means that whatever that is, is going to be influencing your heart and lives instead of Jesus Christ. So a lack of focus produces disastrous consequences. So again, as you listen to this, and as you're hearing this, take a couple minutes. You know, are there things in your life right now that are impacting you and affecting you that ultimately might be based on a lie? 
And my guess is that all of us have things like that in our lives, you know? Some of them are big things. Some of them are small things. Some of them are just tiny little matters of our attitudes towards a certain person. Some of them are life-paralyzing, huge, huge issues that are preventing people from really experiencing life in a full way. And again, they're based on a lie. So do that digging. Pray for the Holy Spirit's help to reveal some of those things and evaluate, do I need to shift my focus here? Where is my focus? Again, if I had that screen time app for my mind, what would it say? You know, what is the ratio like in my life of focus on God's word, on his promises, on his character, on his son, Jesus, what he did on the cross versus my worries about surviving in the Bay Area, you know, paying my mortgage this month, job security, COVID-19, do I still have to wear a mask next month? All these things. You know, what is the balance like in your mind and do you need to shift your focus to prevent those consequences we talked about? Now, I know this has been a very chargy, kind of Debbie Downer thing so far, but the flip side of that is, why is it so important? Why is it so important that we are focused in handling God's truth regularly? Well, Paul tells us, he says, when you are rightly handling the word of God in your life, then it will produce things. Things will happen. It will produce a better quality of life for you. He says the word of God will give you wisdom and effectiveness to let you do ministry in your marriage, in your household, in your, in your workplace in your schools. He says the word of God will safeguard you from false teaching. If you are remaining focused on the Lord and his word, then you'll be hyper aware. The alarm bells will go off when that battleground for your mind starts getting heated. And just to be clear, you know, if Dan was here, if Charlie was here, if Tim was here, whoever, and me certainly, we'll be the first ones to say, we have to work on this every single day too. You know, we're all human And until we're in the presence of Jesus again, man, we're always going to have to be constantly checking our course direction, you know, checking where our ships are steering and doing some corrections here. This is just part of doing life as followers of Christ in a broken world. But, you know, there's something so freeing about that. You know, I think at first this can come off as, oh man, I'm the worst and I have so much work to do in my life, yada, yada, which again, that's a lie. Don't listen to that. Instead, man, what a beautiful truth that God promises that for the rest of our lives, he's going to be developing us and growing us and sanctifying us as we do these things. And so that's it, guys. This is a short behold this week, but I just wanted to give that reminder of, man, where is your focus at this week? Where has it been Monday through Thursday or whenever you're listening to this? And how can you make some small changes in your life, in your heart, in the way you're spending your time on your phones or whatever? to shift that scale back towards God's word and his character and his promises. And through that, man, just grow in your, your love of your understanding of, and your gratitude of his son, Jesus. So a couple takeaways, man, do that digging. Just take a few minutes and think about what's been hard for me this week. You know, what has been impacting me and then pray for the Lord's help to reveal Is there something at the core of that that's ultimately a lie from Satan that I need to call out and replace with truth from scripture? Yeah, do that hard work and God promises that you will benefit in a quality of life by doing that. You know, on this topic of mental focus, if you're having a hard time with your mind, with with the things you're thinking about, if you're feeling really impacted by circumstances right now, I cannot recommend enough Craig Rochelle's book, Winning the War in Your Mind. It's really great. Talks obviously a lot about scripture, but also about the latest studies on brain science and how our thoughts form our behaviors. So 
We'll link that in the show notes. And that's it, guys. Thanks for joining us for this shorter behold. We hope that God uses this episode to hone your focus this week, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.